And we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast that comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because I got nothing better to do on a Saturday night, Sunday morning because I'm a longtime widower. And that's part of my excuse. I'm going to go with that. Why? Because I've been feeling sad for myself. Tough. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. S-H-U-J-I-N. Figure out the rest of it all. Hi. Yeah, a small lineup at the moment, and, and I say very guardedly at the moment because I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. From the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget Fitch. Hi. Hey. Yeah, it's so, not snowing here. No, hey. no, no, it's not. So, yeah, it, it it was April Fool's Day this week. Yay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I did not. I, I intentionally put out a thing that said, I am not participating in April Fool's. I am not doing anything like that. I have had a couple of occasions where I have done jokes or minor pranks on a very large group of people. But I have never done anything intentionally at an individual because that to me is mean spirited. It is. Yeah. Although I came up with a really, really great one, uh, just like too late for it all. I got to thinking to myself, I could, you know, put out a thing where it's just like, would you like to see pictures uh, of my wife? upskirt and and put the the box with her ashes in in uh, with a with a with a skirt on it and take pictures from underneath it and just have i mean i don't know if that would exactly go over but uh it i'm pretty sure nobody else would have done something like that before i think i think Fuji would have actually well she would have found it just mildly entertaining and also at the same time where the hell did you come up with that Whatever. Yeah. Oh, uh, I haven't opened Facebook in like two days because I've been negligent in my duties, but smart. Happy anniversary to me. Uh, one year ago today, I got my Fauci ouchie. Good on you there. Yeah. First one unlocked. Very cool. Yeah. So, everybody, it's good to be back with you again. Uh, and of course, as always, if you join us live for the recording over on YouTube, you can join in over on the live chat over there, which would be in some particular uh, grouping over here. Felis, hi, Stephanie, hi, good morning, good evening, in opposite directions for you guys. Good to see you. I, yeah, it's been, you had snow. You had, mm. It's almost had snow. did this morning. It was it was like seventy one degrees here a couple of days ago, and then they were calling. I mean, it wasn't a huge chance, but like a thirty percent chance of you know snow this morning. I was like, no, mm -hmm. my sinuses, no. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's my daffodils are already up. It's like, please don't do this to my flowers. Yeah, we've we've had it kind of weird over here. It's been hovering around uh, the freezing mark and then well above it and then kind of a little bit below it. And yeah. it just I, I it's it's apparently warmer 
up around Anchorage uh-huh. than it is around over here in Buffalo. Yeah. Take that one with a grain of salt. Now, it's I. It's like 40 degrees Fahrenheit higher than normal at both of the poles right now. Yeah. Now, the, the reason why I'm being a little bit more vague in my temperatures is because, I mean, really, it doesn't really much matter because some of us are using Celsius. Some of us are using heat freedom units because what what is it? Uh, heat freedom per bullet micrometer against um, against diabetes. Di- but I don't I, I forget what the conversion is. It doesn't really much matter. Anyway, a short version is just weather's weird, man. The weather's been really oh, yeah. weird. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I do. On. It's climate change. I'm sure, but all I of mean, you denialists out there, yeah. Um, it's in your face, okay? Yeah, screw y'all. You know, as a uh what you know what? That's a that's an excellent question. Let's go ahead and ask. Let's let's go ahead and ask the magic machine. Hey Google, what's the temperature in Yellowknife? The current temperature in Yellowknife is minus eighteen degrees. Due to current wind conditions, it feels like it's minus twenty-two. That's Celsius minus eighteen with a wind chill of minus twenty-two. You know what? That sounds about right. Cold though. It's cold, but then again. It's Yellowknife. We expect yeah, this. It's supposed to be cold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my God! There have been there have been a couple of nights where I checked it, and the, the the temperatures in Yellowknife. I'm just looking at the temperatures, and they're like minus twenty, minus thirty Celsius, and I'm looking at the temperatures, and I'm talking with Dal at the time, and it's just like, dude. I mean, yeah, minus twenty, minus thirty C is just you know it's cold. It, it, it's significantly cold, but that's like almost 20 degrees warmer than it should be and he's like yeah you got a good point there it's like holy christ uh uh, that i was looking at i don't know there was some kind of a, a graph that i was looking at several days ago and what is really unusual is you know antarctica is now coming into their you know refreezing season and you know the arctic is going into its melt season but apparently they don't realize it yet because they're both way above normal and melt season started early in the arctic and refreeze is starting late in the antarctic and both are like above freezing air temperature wise yeah both not uh not not that's not good no no, it's not good. Not much above freezing, but above freezing. And that is just not that's supposed to be a thing this time of the year at either place. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. That's not bueno. No, no, it's not. So anyway. Oh, and Tonya, hi. Welcome down. Uh, is commenting, so weird that it was nearly 70 Fahrenheit in the Arctic and Antarctic. Yeah, exactly so, man. That's what I'm just- saying. I don't, mm, you know. Especially this time of the year. I mean. Well, any yeah, time I mean, we of the year. I mean, really. Well, that- I mean, there there were anomalies yeah, a couple of summers ago where it got to like 100 and, what oh, was God. it, 105 freedom units. Too, in- too warm. Just too damned warm. 
Yeah, near, you know, above the Arctic Circle. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I think the funniest part about it, though, uh, as a complete aside, and this, this, this is the levity part going on right now, is that um, the difference between Arctic and Antarctic is Arctic means bears, Antarctic means no bears. Because there are polar bears up in the north, there are no polar bears down the south, and that's why they got the, the names that way. I don't know. I, I you know, just no. humans and their naming schemes, man. It's just. One of my friends goes down to Antarctica to work for six months out of the year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Got- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he just got back, but even he's like, yeah, it's getting really sketchy down here as far as, like, things that are supposed to be solid or not so much. (laughs) That's... At least he made it back. Well, yeah. Yeah, there is that. Man, it's going to be all kinds of weird. Anyway, uh, be glad you don't live on the coast. Um, Yeah, you know, I used to live on Long Island, remember? Where the highest point was, I think it was a hundred and f- I think it's a hundred and fifty feet above sea level. I think, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it was lower than that. I mean, for for where I lived in the township that I lived in the mm-hmm. emergency communications area, which was the 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 ham radio group's place in the basement of town hall, which we kind of doubled up. It was a, it was a nice simpatico thing. We actually had maps of the township where there were, it was a good old fashioned, you know, pull down map that showed the, you know, the, the, basically the blueprint of the, uh, of the township with additional clear, um, uh, pull downs that would superimpose on top of each one of them. How much flooding would there be with a category one? And then you pull down another one, flooding for category two. And it would superimpose all that onto the different areas of the original map. So you could see all the way through to see how bad will it, would it get. And when there were hurricanes and, and the ham radio guys decided, you know what, we should kind of keep track of some of the stuff, you know, weather spotters and whatnot. Oh, yeah. There, there were a lot of times where it's just like, yeah, we're up. Uh, a little worried that we're going to end up having some of these uh, boats end up in people's yards. Not yet, though. Close. Best yeah. of my recollection, I don't think we ever had that, fortunately. Well, I mean, this is, you know, like, you know, running off on a tangent off that before we get into your, you know, opening yeah. and freestyle and all that stuff. But, yeah, it's just the two of us. So, yeah, For right format. Now. Yeah. For right now. Uh, but I had gotten into a discussion with some friends over, you know, weird weather and, you know, like New Orleans getting hit by a tornado recently and all that other stuff. And, you know, just an observation that I've made of how rapidly things are getting really, really bizarre. Um, you know, a couple of days ago, we had, you know, like a EF1 that was actually, you know, at the place where my husband had his motorcycle accident. Okay. And it's, you know, not that far away from us. And, you know, normally since I'm a a spotter out of Paducah, you know, we get little emails a few days in advance saying that, you know, hey, we might have a 
you know, funky system coming through and you know, may need spotters activated, blah, blah, blah. You know, and it'll do like a live briefing or something. But I mean, nothing. And we were not even under a watch of any kind at all. And they were not even discussing putting us under one until about 20 minutes before that thing popped up over there. They issued a watch all of a sudden. And then 18 minutes later, there were sirens going off or a warning. And I was like, whoa, that came out of like nowhere. And it yep. did. Yep. That's, and, that's you know, happens, five man. years ago, if you went to the Storms Prediction Center, they would put out, you know, uh, convective maps and, you know, T-Storm outlooks and things like that for, you know, five to seven days and stuff like that. Now they do two, maybe three, if they're feeling brave. Uh, and you can look at them like, you know, the first one that they issue for the day for the day one outlook and then look at it 12 hours later. And it's a huge revision at times. Yeah. And that used to not be a thing. Five years ago, it was not a thing. Yeah, and well, it's wild now, too, when we have systems coming through, like the ice storms and things, where they will keep running models and keep running models. And the closer it gets, the more the models diverge. And then they come out in our discussion groups and say, the closer this thing gets, the more you know, we're losing confidence in any of the forecasts that we have at all. And we, I just never saw that five years ago where they would just openly say that. Yeah, and that doesn't totally surprise me for a counterintuitive reason. It's because the models don't know how to handle the data. That that that's part of it. That the way that stuff has been behaving has been outside of the expectations of previous mm -hmm. models and yeah. the amount of data that can be pulled in at this point is absolutely am impressively amazing. Uh, what what they can do with the the resolution of radars at this point is just mind boggling. But five years ago, it was good. It was, and and they could even tell, like you know, if we were having ice storms come you know through or snow or whatever. Sure. I mean, they would come out and say that it's going to run primarily along you know the cutoff of this you know highway or this interstate or this boundary and do a really good job of nailing it several days in advance. Yep. It's not working like that anymore. No, no, it's not. So we've got, and we have discussed it, you know, as far as like my refresher trainings and say, yeah, climate change is really wreaking havoc with what, what we can predict now because our models just cannot handle the anomalies. Yeah. There's that. Uh, Real, real quick, uh, lastly, uh, Tonya, uh, I have family in Louisiana, and there were several tornado vortexes that w that there was hardly any warning for. It's hard to predict now. Um, I'm please don't take this the wrong way. Uh, I'm I'm saying this as an agreement item. No shit. I've I have not always lived up here in the Buffalo region. I've I've lived up here properly since you know ninety two. And there have been a handful of times where there have been tornadoes actually up here. I very, I very specifically remember that there has been at least one water spout over Lake Erie, mm -hmm. very close to downtown Buffalo, which would have been 
nasty. We'll, we'll just we'll just put it at that. Um, so yeah, it's all kinds of freaky deaky all over the place. But, it is. But I mean, know. usually if they have any issues where they're going to have unstable, you know, masses come through and you know shear and all that, you know they they will give us. A heads up, and they will even do a live briefing, you know, for the spotters out of my office. Uh, that did not happen this week, and you know, I always peep out the, you know, the discussion like before I go to work, and then peep out at lunch to see if anything's, you know, changed. And I mean, they literally had no updates, you know, past three p.m., and then all of a sudden it's like six thirty-ish, you know, that night, and I'm on the computer, and all of a sudden I hear sirens go off, and I'm like. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, where'd that come from? Go look at the radar, and I'm like, uh, no, this. Yeah, I go back and look at the, and I'm like, no, they didn't update anything until ah, they threw us under a watch twenty minutes ago. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. And that's normally six hours of lead time minimum before they issue a watch. Yeah. True enough. And um Stephanie had also pointed out, and that's that's why I was I was, you know, giving a thumbs up and whatnot, because you guys saw it. I highlighted it over there. Uh climate change means climate chaos. I hope your family yep. is safe, Tanya. I'm safe in the UK. Yeah. Forgive me for not having mentioned that part. Yes. I'm yes. really hoping that your family is good. Um you know, it's it how do I keep putting it? You know, it sometimes it just is. And man, there's no rhyme or reason. Yeah, just it just kind of is. So, you know, our our hopes to you and yours. Speaking of family, since uh, since we need to get uh, rolling along over here, I did go looking up information on Rafe Badawi because I still am. I went looking for information to find out, well, are there any photographs or video or anything showing him alive and well in Saudi Arabia? As of the recording of tonight's episode, it has now been 23 days since he was officially released from prison. We still have no visible evidence, photos, videos, or independent interviews showing Rafe alive and well. I would still like to believe that he is alive and well, thank you very much, but I am still without any actual evidence such as that, still incredibly guarded about his condition. So with that out of the way, let me go ahead and get things rolling over here. So for your five-minute freestyle, your timer starts now. Blanks. It's not what you think. I was actually going to put on here, uh, I, I forget what the latin term for it is something rosa uh, blank slate and i have a bad tendency of talking about myself in in metaphor through these openings and i i would like to say i'm sorry not there are things that i do talk about there there are a lot of things that i don't but this is one i kind of can i feel like my brain is blank a blank slate i've done a lot of different things in my past i've i've learned a little bit of electronics i've passed the uh, fcc test on my 
licensed ham radio operator. I haven't operated in an extremely long time and don't even ask me the last time I actually used a soldering iron on anything. I still know enough to know not to lick the tip of the soldering iron. I've learned how to do uh, leather working, leather crafting. I, I know how to do all that stuff. It's it's still up in here. I couldn't tell you the last time that I made anything or tried to. I still know uh, quite a bit of history somewhere in my head because at one time or other for uh, a little while, a couple years, I think, I used to produce a, a half hour news wrap up of the week for my one of my radio streams. I haven't done that in a very, very long time either. I don't know where I am in my head now. And I'm pretty sure that there are a number of people who kind of feel the same way. There are a lot of people who had to go down through lockdowns over the last two years in some capacity or other. It was just what we needed to do. And there are a number of people who have been recused from society for as long or more. I've been very antisocial, at least person to person social. You thought it was bad for me to try to actually make a telephone call to speak with somebody. <sighs> but here I am, I'm trying to think to myself, what could I do? Where can I do something? Make money at something to contribute something. And some people don't understand that there are contributions that they can make societally that don't necessarily cost any money. I mean, what we do for the most part really is exactly that. I mean, admittedly, you know, the $200, $300 worth of equipment that I've got for, you know, the, the pieces, but it's, it's small potatoes really when all is said and done. But we invest in trying to help each other. Try to teach a little bit here and there. And arguably, that is one of the most important things that we can try to do. And yes, yes, I know, what we do, us specifically with this show, is unfortunately kind of insular. It's kind of, you know, pulled in on itself. Not for any other reason other than, well, we just don't get the visibility that I would like to have. And I know, I know, I could be trying to do something for, you know, promotion. I suck at that. I know it full well. I, I could try to invite more visible people over here and, and have them on, but that starts to feel like, you know, riding somebody else's coattails. And I really don't want to be doing that because that feels cheap. Wouldn't mind it though. But inside my own brain, I feel like I'm just an Etch-A-Sketch that's been shaken like crazy. And I know that there are things that I could do. I've proven time and time again, I could learn to do damn near anything. Damn near everything. If I could just figure out what that would be. And that's the problem. When you don't have a starting point 
to give you any guidance as far as to which direction to go. What do you do? I don't know. And I don't know for myself. So for any of you that are kind of feeling the same way, you just don't know where the mile markers are, which way to go, where the landmarks are. It's okay. We'll kind of find our way together, huh? This episode, there it is, 402 on the docket, Your Honor. Malicious compliance and what the fuckery. I know I could have potentially have put this down as another not safe for work episode, but truth be told, I don't expect that we're going to go down quite that level of rabbit hole, but there's, there's what the fuckery about. And Lord knows we're going to, we're going to go down some of that. Uh, and, uh, Tabula Rosa, Tonya, Thank you. I, I knew, I, I knew, I knew it in the back of my head and I just couldn't for the life of me remember it. That's Latin, isn't it? I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure that's it's Latin, Latin or Greek. Shit. I don't remember which one it is. Doesn't really yeah. much matter. I, I could have contributed that, but, uh, I preferred not to intervene and just let you do your thing. <laughs> I appreciate it. Anyway, um, There we go. Uh, and I, I, I apologize. I, I don't have any drink with me right now tonight. So I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little scatterbrained trying to catch up on everything. And, uh, this is the first time I actually read the, uh, the chat going on and actually had to like just concentrate on that for, for an actual hot second. I'm usually much better at that. I can usually like glance at it and actually read it and just keep on going. Trust me, uh, trust me, boat. people. If ever, if you have never tried to talk on a subject, hold some kind of a conversation, even a one-sided conversation, and take in other information with your eyes and still have other completely unrelated stuff come out of your face, you have no idea what it's like being a DJ. Because Lord knows I go through that so often when I'm trying to go looking for music because I want to screw somebody over. I've, I've, I've had nights where I had to find something and I had to preview a song and I have to song is already ended. I've got background music going. I have to talk about like tangentially why I'm going looking for a song. And at the same time, Try to remember what the name of the song is, typing out the name of the song while I'm searching it into in my folders, put it into the DJ program, preview it to make sure that I've got the right song, stop it, come back to listening to the stream, not having lost my conversational talking of, of what it was that I was talking about, and then setting up the joke and then slamming in the song so that I could screw somebody over, and then sitting back and going... Well, shit, I could actually um, multitask still. <laughs> right. I I try. I'm not very good at it, but, you know, it, I've been, uh, you know, stressed out, you know, for, uh, what, two months now? And sleep-deprived, and so my multitasking skills, which were sucky to begin with, are just, like, seriously degraded. 
Yeah, I got you. I, got you. <laughs> I completely got you. But uh, yeah, let me let me tell you. Um, the the few times where I've had to do that, uh, wow, man, it, it it's really amazing to to like bifurcate my my brain software bifurcation because hardware bifurcation uh-huh. would be repartitioning uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um it, it 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 would be very unusual to to self bifurcate your your brain hardware wise because that would be bad it would be bad those of you that don't know what bifurcation means with a brain uh <laughs> um uh, how, do, how do I best do, your right hand won't know what your left hand's doing okay just leave it at that cut your corpus callosum in half that's a n- split it and let the two sides fight it out yeah good luck with that it doesn't work that way you know I was going to make a I was going to make a dirty joke about the way that that word is but you know what I'm not going to do that I'm not going to But that's an interesting concept. That's, you know, when that, when people have, you know, brain surgery or have, oh God, yeah. you know, something done to where those, the, the two halves are separated like that. And so you can have, you know, cases where you have someone who's an atheist on one side of their brain and the other side is like totally into woo and stuff yeah. and the same person. And it's really bizarre. Yeah. But it's a thing. Yeah. I don't get it myself, and um, I'm and gonna be have to be held to live with. I, I I I'm gonna be leading the bit here just a, just a little bit with the with the horrible scopes, but I would really love to understand how somebody came up with the idea of snipping the the colossum to help people. If having really bad seizures and it's to save their life, you kind of have to intervene. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I get that. I get that. I get that. I'm, I'm, I'm going from the standpoint. Okay, you know what? Let's, let's, like, let's to just do it for the hell of it is not a good idea. Right. All right. <laughs> let's do the horrible scopes. It, th- this point will be made abundantly clear when we get to that, because uh, trust me, oh. it'll, it'll, it'll make perfect sense when we get to that. So let's go ahead and do that. Folks, the horrible scopes. For those of you that know what your astrological signs are, cool. Those of you that don't, roll a d12. It doesn't really matter. 2d6s does not count. It doesn't work that way. Roll a d12. Or ask your smart device to do it for you. I mean, Lord knows it's got to be there for something. Aries, last week's joke apparently went over some people's heads. So let's explain. One goldfish says to the other, how do you drive this thing? You see, because the goldfish are in a tank. You know, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a play on words because they're, they're, they're in a tank and they don't, they don't, they don't know how to drive. Look, just because you didn't get the joke does not mean that the bad joke happened there. Just, we're, tr- look, we're just trying over here. All right. Just, just, just trying to, just, you know, just go to the next one while while I pout about this damn thing. This is stupid. Taurus, you'll forget something important this week. Not a date or phone number or address, but a skill. When was the last time you went out roller skating? Which do you think you'd be better at now? 
roller skating or swimming? Think fast, because one is an actual survival skill. Consider going to a roller rink again, but take some pain meds before you start taking fall damage. Yeah, Unredo Tech had already said uh, if uh, fall damage would be uh, 2d6, but if you've got a dexterity over 15, it's 1d6. And I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. And, and, and I will speak to this last time that I went roller skating, which, you know, I was always a really good roller skater, but the last time that I went, uh, it was at a really cheap concrete rink that my, you know, that was, you know, local that, you know, my daughter was in grade school and I went with her because she didn't know how to skate and I can skate. Wait, wait, wait. But wait was this indoor or outdoor? It was indoor. And I'm used to, like, actual wooden, nice floors and stuff like that. That's, you know, what I grew up on. This was, like, painted concrete. It had divots in it and crap. And some kid fell in front of me. And so I jumped over the kid because I wasn't going to roll over it and hit a concrete divot, went down, and actually ended up, uh, yeah, with some little loose, you know, cartilage and fragments in my patella and uh yeah don't recommend doing that especially if you're my age at least i didn't like break a hip or anything but eh, concrete with that yeah it sucked yeah that's 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 just still had a balance and all that stuff can still escape but that was a nasty fall you see i, I was i was hoping you were gonna say jumped over him and actually landed it um, I jumped over and missed the kid and kept going forward and then hit that divot. Went. Oh, so if it wasn't for the divot, you would have actually landed that jump. Yeah, I landed it. And then about two or three seconds later, hit that and went. Okay, so you did actually land. You know what? Congratulations. Yeah, I did land and did not hit the kid. And I was not going to hit the kid. And I can still skate backwards. I can still a little, you know, do like... What the hell was that little jump called? I can't do an axle or anything like that anymore because I'm out of practice. You know what? Um, the last time I, the last time I properly went uh, roller skating, not mm-hmm. counting when I went with like the little one, because mm-hmm. you know I had to. Um, the last time I was like legitimately roller skating, mm-hmm. uh, I think White Snake was still a thing. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, for somebody my age, which, you know, at the time my kid was like 11, I think, you know, I mean, I still did well and can stay up on him and skate backwards and keep my balance and all that stuff. But yeah, the concrete just kind of was not a good idea. And I was really pissed at the, at the flooring. Yeah. And And asked for a skating rink. I was like, eh. Yeah, at this point, take me to a roller rink and just uh, leave me with a whole bunch of quarters to play the games. That's 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 where I need to be at this yes. point. Yes, yes. Gemini. Oh, yeah. Gemini, remember when you could still be your own car mechanic? All you needed was a collection of simple tools and a book by Chilton. Hell, even changing your own oil was simple enough. But now, even a pro in a shop needs to wear long-sleeved, insulated gloves to get at the damned oil filter by hand without getting a third-degree burn from the exhaust piping. May we humbly suggest the 1988 Toyota Hilux diesel be your next car. There's a handful of people that actually understand that reference. You're my people. 
Answer my child. Remember Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody? Remember how many stylistic changes it had in it? Remember when you said no one could ever do something like that in pop music ever again? Yeah. Billy Joel's Scenes from an Italian Restaurant would like to have a word with you. Just have a seat right there, and they'll be out to talk with you momentarily. Anybody that gets uh, Chris Hansen vibes from that one, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Leo, remember the old trope of getting chewing gum out of hair with peanut butter? This is the one I'm talking about. It works, but it brings up more questions than it answers. For instance, why peanut butter? Who was the chemist that came up with this idea? And if it wasn't a chemist, how did some parent think that combination would work? And what parent would give gum to a child young enough to get that stuck in their hair? Or were people sleeping with gum in their mouths and waking up to it in their hair and just hail married that solution? This week, stick to breath mints. See, that's, that's, that's exactly my point. Who in the hell came up with this? Why Was it a chemist? Was it a parent? Who the hell hill married that idea? I, stimp, uh, you know, I went looking down a rabbit hole trying to figure that one out, and I, um, nope. Can't find it. Nope. No idea. The answer may be out there. Sure as hell ain't making itself known to me. Does it actually work? I have never tried peanut butter. There is actually a, a reason why it works. There is a chemical reason why it works, but right now I'll be damned if I'm going to go ahead and go look at it. Never back tried it. Never heard of that. We never tried had ice, to. and ice didn't work either. Mm. We had scissors. That's how we dealt with it. I'm such a horrible mother, and I was a bad kid too. The the double bubble was a double bubble apple and grape. Yeah. I did that a few times when I was a kid. <laughs> and now I've got the commercial for the old commercial for Hubba Bubba Bubble Gum in my head. Thanks ever so much. Mine was the, uh, what was it? It was a super bubble. You know, the stuff that came in a little wrap that you used to buy for a couple of cents. Huh? You know, the individual pieces in the little wrapper that you would unwrap that you bought for two cents. I don't remember which one that one is, but I think it was Super Bubble. Could have been. Anyway, Virgo, <laughs> we thought that there were no festivals this week for you to celebrate until apparently April 6th is National Tartan Day in the United States. It commemorates the Scottish Declaration of Independence, which the American Declaration of Independence was modeled on. So. Here's your excuse to try to get as pissed drunk as Benjamin Franklin would have back in the day. Spoilers. Make sure you have an emergency medical staff for you when you fail at that challenge. Yeah. People remember, Franklin um, was professional at getting himself pissed roaring drunk. Yeah, and I don't guess the wearing black watch would pass for tartan, would it? That's all I've got is black uh, watch. No, but I do remember uh, a couple of years ago... Um, there was a tartan that was filed. I forget what the, uh, what, what the correct term for it was, but it was, uh, filed with the offices to be an official tartan for, uh, for, uh, Muslim folks. So they actually have a tartan specifically for themselves. 
Now, I want everybody to remember, we do not agree that there are that there are gods. However, we can absolutely respect that they have a culture the same way that the Jewish folks have their culture and the Roman Catholics have their cultural stuff, leaving all the God troop shit out of the picture. And you know what? They got their own thing and they got it in the, the office and it's real registered and whatnot. And, and you know what? Good for them. Which means that they can go ahead and wear a, a, a tartan kilt. The guys are allowed to go ahead and put on a tartan kilt. I oh. think that's absolutely. I I I think that's absolutely it's fabulous. Cool. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And for anybody who doesn't know what the Black Watch looks like, it's you know the the navy blue and a uh, hunter green color. Very nice color combo. Hey. Libra, last week we warned you against trying to cook ostrich meat, but you saw that as a challenge. Even if you do score a whole bird, that propane-fueled turkey deep fryer ain't gonna cut it. Turkey fryers top out at about a 22-pound bird, 10 kilograms or so. A six-month-old ostrich will end up at about 150 pounds, or about 68 kilograms. You're going to need at least a 55-gallon drum, a 12-foot-tall aluminum ladder with a block and tackle to suspend the bird, a jet engine to heat that much oil, and a town board variance to even try to do this. Please, just stop. Your upcoming trip to Boston is going to require you to do something distasteful. Actually driving in and around Boston. You might be a parent who's dealt with a bunch of diapers. You may have even performed an appendectomy on yourself. You might have even driven in Paris, France, and not ended up in someone's front yard. But you've never seen traffic like this before. Consider flying into Logan International and just taking the public transit. Let the locals deal with the locals. I have already sworn that I will never drive around Boston voluntarily ever again. Never. Mm, never done it, but I feel that way about Chicago. I can't imagine why. Scary. Sagittarius, karaoke Friday nights are great, but you have to choose your songs carefully. Some songs are better for drunk singing than others. Taking Care of Business by BTO? It's a great choice. The Hallelujah Chorus by Handel is not. Again, plan carefully. Less is more for you this week, Capricorn. You know how they give you only one salad bar trip at restaurants and give you a small dish? They aren't thinking in all three dimensions. Make a castle wall around the whatever it else is you want to eat. Going vegan. Uh, you the, missed a whole line. I did. Make a castle wall around the outside of the plate with sliced cucumber, and you can fill the center with whatever else you want to eat. Going vegan doesn't mean you... Have to give up on that full belly feeling. 
I yeah, I did miss the whole line. How did I do that? I, it 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 took a lot of work. I'll I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that, Aquarius. You've been good for a number of weeks, Aquarius. So I guess you're off the naughty list now. So here's your horrible scope. Do you remember the song? 525,600 minutes. No, you don't, because the song was actually titled Seasons of Love. If you want to make it on Broadway, you need to up your musical game. We... We believe in you, kind of. Good luck. Pisces. Cartoons from your childhood are both worse and better than you remember. The various Super Friends arc incarnations were horribly insipid. The Bullwinkle Show and Popeye were masterpieces of under-the-radar adult humor. And anything done by Sid and Marty Croft was... Okay, you remember how bad Sigmund and the Sea Monsters from 73 was? Yeah, I, I I remember, but apparently Amazon didn't because they rebooted it in 2016. Ooh, just why? Ugh. Please remember, if you don't remember old Saturday morning cartoons and TV shows, you'll be doomed to repeat them. Hated that show. Oh my God, I hated that show. And those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you like what you got... I'm not trying hard enough, but if you'd like to bribe me to be either nicer or nastier to some sign, doesn't have to be yours. You can bribe me just by getting in touch with me and letting me know and I'll see what I can do for you. No promises, though. So now that those are all out of the way and we've killed almost half the show <laughs> with all the stuff that we've been talking <laughs> Wow, completely off the topic of everything. We've gotten halfway through the show at this point. That's brilliant all right so let's 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 start with the uh let's start with the the thing about um <laughs> uh <laughs> i'm sorry I'm, I'm i'm feeling a little bit like um i'm feeling a little bit like george hamilton in uh zorro um to hmm, look that one up for yourselves later so malicious compliance for those of you that are unfamiliar with the term, for whatever reason, malicious compliance is, oh, you've written a new law. Okay, you want this law to do this. Well, you know what? Um, I'm going to do exactly what the law says I'm supposed to do. And, well, um, if it turns out that that doesn't do what you wanted it to do, or worse yet, it makes things all kinds of crazy for everybody else... Oh, well, it's just kind of the way that it's going to have to be. So to that end, the first uh, the first link that is over there in the uh, uh, in the show notes came to us from, uh, well, one of the guys that I, uh, that we know over on my personal Discord server had posted up about it, and it was from uh, Arnok1 on Twitter. And this has everything to do with the uh, what? What are they calling it? The the don't say gay bill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 
we don't know if this is actually real. It doesn't really much matter because it shows the absurdity of the problem. So this is this is the whole um I I forget exactly what the what the terminology for it is, but it's basically the if you're going to argue with somebody, you're going to sh- you're going to show them how absolutely absurd it is of what they're doing when you take it to the complete logical conclusion. Just remember, the shortest distance between two points is bad breaks. This is what this is all about. And it says this. Dear Florida parent or caretaker. Here we go. The Florida House of Representatives has recently ruled that, quote, classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students, unquote. To be in accordance with this policy. I will no longer be referring to your students with gendered pronouns. All students will be referred to as they or them. I will no longer use a gendered title such as Mr. or Mrs. or make any references to my husband slash wife in the classroom. From now on, I will be using the non-gendered title of... How is it pronounced? Is it Ms. Migs? I don't remember how it's it's pronounced correctly, and I, I... I'm going to owe that to the fact that I'm a little tired right now. It's MX period, so go with that. Furthermore, I will be removing all books or instructions which refer to a person being a mother, father, husband, or wife, as these are gendered identities that may also allude to sexual orientation. Needless to say, all books which refer to a character as he or she will also be removed from the classroom. If you have any concerns about this policy, please feel free to contact your local congressperson. Thank you, MX, and it's just a bunch of X's. Love it. I adore this because the only book that I can think of directly off the top of my head that may still be appropriate under those guidelines would be The Monster at the End of the Book. With your <laughs> furry old friend Grover. Anyone that does hat does not have any idea about this book. I love that book. I'm sorry to say, you had a horrible childhood, and if you don't know this book, you need to buy it for yourself. I say this with no compunctions whatsoever, even if it's like a five dollar book. Buy it for yourself. I used to I used to read it at night for uh, uh for my uh for Tiny Tribble, but I would I would read it in Victor Borga's um famous phonetic punctuation method. If you don't know about the phonetic punctuation system, it's it's a very simple system to follow along with. All you have to do is just make sure that you're paying attention to what's going on. And some of you right now are going to yourself, what the hell did he just do? I did a comma, and I did a period. Yep. That's the way that it works. 
Unless, of course, you want a question mark, in which case it would be... I don't know how you do it in Terabang, because you'd need to do them both at the same time, so it would be... That hurt. I'm not going to do that again tonight. Don't, don't ask me. But anyway, it's just... Oh, I, like I said, I have no idea if this is a real thing or if it's a Poe. I, I think it's real. I, I, I would like it to be, but I'm I'm fairly certain it's a Poe. But you know what? It's exactly the kind of Poe that we need. Because it follows the letter of the law. And God, isn't that just loverly? Well, I mean, on a on a practical level, I mean, this had come up. Yep. You know, in in the opening arguments uh, Facebook group, mm -hmm. and you know, it's like okay, if you're no longer allowed to refer to any kind of gender identity whatsoever, then how are you even supposed to teach, you know, grades one through three how to write basic sentences because you can't use he or she. Which means pronouns are out, which means yeah. that there's a good portion of Schoolhouse Rock that you're not allowed to watch anymore. Yeah. But it would make it very awkward in teaching how to write sentences. So, uh, yeah, uh, if you do that, that will cause long-term damage as far as learning goes. And yeah. as, you know, as we're seeing now, we already have people that are trying to take, you know, college level courses that are functionally illiterate as it is. Yeah, so, yeah, had, let's start making that a thing earlier. You know, I, I, st I still remember uh, early high school that there were people that were having a hard time reading at a functional level. I don't. Worse now. The, the the one that I very specifically remember, I know this is this is kind of tangential, just just bear with me a second. We were reading the play 1776, which in the late 60s, early 70s, I think, uh was made into a musical, which uh, it's been it, it's been a long time since the last I've seen that. I'm still kind of trying to track that one down because I would really like to see it again. But we were reading it. And, you know, we were reading it out of these, uh, you know, the, the paperback pulp, uh, size books, you know, the, the, yeah. and it was, uh, you know, the teacher went ahead and said, okay, uh, you, I want, I want you to be reading for this part. I want you to be reading for this part. I want you to be reading for this part. And Mr. The Tribble, obviously not my real name. Right. Uh, you know, Mr. The Tribble, I'd like you to read for this character's part. Okay, no problem. And here I am. I'm reading the part. I'm sight reading the part, which is for, for those of you that do, uh, that have ever done music before, sight reading is exactly what it sounds like. You get a piece of music put in front of you. You, you look at it really quickly because, well, I mean, it's really almost impossible for humans as a species who know how to read to not read something that's put in front of them even even cursory and you just sit down and it's just like okay here we go one two one two three go and you're you're off to the races and you you play what it is that's 
you know, right there on the page for you. And you've never seen it before. It's new. So yeah. we're we're reading these pieces and I'm I'm reading whatever the hell it is, and you know, I'm giving inflection. I'm understanding a little bit and I'm I'm putting into it, and I very clearly remember that whatever it is that was said, it ends with a double dash, which is an indication that you are about to be interrupted by the next speaker. They're supposed to come hot on the heels. And I get to it, and it's just like, I see the double dash coming up. It's like, okay, here we go. So I, I run straight into the word without trailing off so that, you know, it sounds like the sentence has not been completed because that's the way that it's supposed to be. And I'm waiting, you know, a good second and a half, which does not sound like it's a lot of time, but when you're expecting something to have happened, that's a fucking eternity. Mm-hmm. And just like waiting for, you know, the next person that's supposed to go and I'm, I'm, you know, for that half second that starts, it's like, okay, you know, jump in any time. And then another half second goes along. It's like, what, what's wrong here? And they finally come in and it's like, what? I don't, I don't, I don't like the idea that there are people in, in high school who cannot read you know it's just no man up a, up a goddamn wall and down the other side for me that day and, I, and i'm a high school student and i'm thinking to myself what the hell is going on with these people that i'm 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 in the same classes with what but i mean this is this is supposed to be for uh all right when when did they say this was uh kindergarten through third grade mm-hmm I mean, what do you what are you supposed to what are you supposed to say? Can you have your parents call me, your parent, your parental unit? We're going to start using the conehead terminology now. I just, I um, and uh, or third parties. So what happens if they if they have a parent come in for like what what does your parent do for a living kind of day? Do they come in? Do they all I I don't know dress in in business power suits or uh or or tartan skirts maybe I I don't know really shouldn't call it a tartan skirt kilt you know whatever put them all in boo moos or something I mean. You know, all, all the stuff that's going on with that is is driving me up a wall in, in Florida. And, and on top of that one, and on top of that one, the governor in Florida is yelling and screaming and railing at Disney because mm-hmm. they're coming out against all this stuff. And this is an important term, threatening Disney to revoke yeah. some laws that they had put into place back in 67 i think is what it was to help them to to allow disney to basically manage its its own area as if it were its own uh it its own self-governed area it's not quite the right terminology but you, you get it right there and me reading about how these things are being threatened specifically by the governor 
because Disney has come out and said, we think this is bad law and we're going to do everything that we can to get, a, uh, to get it revoked. And the governor is coming out and saying, well, you go ahead and try and do this. We're going to go ahead and we're going to punish you by revoking stuff that you've had before. I'm sorry. The last time I remember hearing about stuff like that, that was, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Extortion. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Which is illegal. It also, it's like, yeah, nice theme park you have there. It'd be a shame if anything happened to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mal- uh, shit, what the hell is it? Malicious prosecution. That's what I'm looking for. So something tells me that the first time, the first second, the governor or the legislature goes ahead and makes a move for that. I would not be at all surprised if Disney goes ahead and has uh, lawyers ready at a moment's notice to file an injunction against the legislature and or the governor because what they would be doing would be illegal for exactly that reason. Yeah, but and however, it's going to depend on which judges get the cases in which circuit and if they're, you know, into the the new GOP style of authoritarian fascism or not. And we're starting to see that we have a lot of judges who are. Yep. Unfortunately. Yep. Yep. We got to, sadly, we got to wait for a lot of these guys to uh, simply, um, I'm tr- I'm trying to think of what the, what the right term would be without getting into uh in, into trouble with anybody. Uh, we we have to wait for natural attrition to happen with these positions. Yeah, but it may not happen in our lifetime, so it depends on the age of the uh, people. That's true. That's yeah. entirely true. Or you know, it, it, we could just have uh, World War Three start, and it won't really much matter. Yeah, that's true. Or climate change could, you know, just take us all out before it becomes a problem. You know. God, can you imagine what would happen if it were just a matter of that? Just climate change made the whole the whole world basically like the Amazon rainforest, and all of a sudden piranhas have full rain across from the top tropic of Capricorn to the tropic of Cancer. God, I could get it out of my face finally. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, the Siberia was on fire for months, yo. And uh, apparently I've heard that some parts of Appalachia are now, which is not normal. <laughs> no. The rules have changed. Yeah, uh, there is uh, there is that. Yeah, but I remember down in, in Louisiana when they had passed their uh, legislation down there to, uh, you know, allow vouchers for you know, public school students to go to religious institutions. Uh, And the, you know, intent was Christian schools. That's what they thought they were getting. But, you know, when some people started applying for vouchers to go to madrasas, (laughs) all hell broke loose. It's like, whoa, 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 that's not what we meant. Oops. And just to be on the safe side, remind everybody what a madrasas is. 
A madrasa is a Muslim school. That would qualify as a religious school. Yep. So why would they not be able to get vouchers to attend religious instructions? You know, yep. uh, it didn't specify it had to be a Christian school in the law, just religious school. Yep. You know, and that's that's what I'm kind of wondering. How hard would it be for me to set up a <laughs> how how oh god <laughs> oh god all right um how hard would it be for me to set up a religious school but to be only mildly affiliated to the satanic temple i think that would be adorable personally it would but they would have to be very careful in which state that they did this oh i i, I know um, i know because yeah people people are so off the chain about that stuff that it could conceivably result in dead bodies and that would be horrible yep yep although um Although it would be interesting to uh, to offer just like a singular class, yeah, yeah, I could probably get away with that. Yeah, uh, but um, a school, I think locals would probably burn it down or bomb it. Yeah, no, I, I was they do, they do stuff like that. No, I, I got you. No, I'm I'm thinking something more along the lines of like a, a an after school extra class specifically about um learning critical um critical thought skills it needs to be a thing it 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 does there if they can have good news clubs here after school yep i am all for it yep and then we have those yeah and the the satanic temple has pushed many 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 times for exactly that kind of thing oh you've got a good yeah. news club we would like to uh Oh God! What the hell is it called again? The uh, balls. I forgot what the name of it was. They, there was a, a specific name that they had for it. I think it was the. Oh God! I forgot what it was. It was the. Balls. I've completely forgotten what it was. I know that I knew it, and I keep thinking that it was the. Uh, uh, STS or something, something like uh, uh, whatever doesn't really much matter. Anyway, they've 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 done exactly that, and they've they've set up, um, they've set up after school uh, activity stuff, and the stuff that they've done has been absolutely innocuous stuff, where you know they they come in, uh, they talk about you know how to uh, how to investigate things, how to learn stuff. Um, you know, regular activities and yeah. there there's like nothing there there's nothing there's nothing nefarious about yeah. it at all. Yeah, not nothing. not a damn thing. And uh the activity book uh which used to be available as a PDF, you you do have to pay for it now, but I've got a I've got a copy from when it was uh still available. 
oh my god, the activity book is just—it's just wonderful to look at because it's—it's—it's it, it's great. You know, there's word matches, there's crossword puzzles, there's, you know, uh, connect the dots, all kinds it, of things. It, it is great. It's great stuff. It's great stuff, and and you actually learn things. And the funny part of it is, you know, you take away the the pomp and circumstance of the Baphomet head or the the overly goth dress on one of the young ladies that's in in the in the coloring book or whatever. The messages and everything, you know, it's it's it just makes sense. It's it's perfectly fine, clean living. But, you know, you put that wrapper on top of it and all of a sudden everybody loses their goddamn minds. Yeah. I mean, I know that locally here, nothing like that would fly. And I can tell you that because, you know, we have one school locally that is, you know, in international baccalaureate program, Mm -hmm. which I'm all for those. I think they're wonderful. You learn a lot more. They're very... You know, rigorous, and if a, a person wants to go study, you know, abroad, you know, and they have that IB degree, that is their key to being able to go, you know, to Europe or wherever to go to school because those, you know, those high school degrees transfer and, you know, as credit. Uh, yeah, it's not just a piece of paper like, so many schools are now. I mean, you have to earn that sucker. And we have one here. And the locals have been trying to shut it down for years because it's part of the New World Order and Agenda 21 and all this off-the-wall shit. And it's a very small school of like 300 students. And, you know, out of a town of like 100,000 people, we need IP programs. I mean, come on. And even when, you know, my kid was in public schools here, uh, they had tried to do some kind of an anti-bullying curriculum. And there was such an uproar and protest that they had to drop it and not have it. I mean, what is wrong with people? But it is that bad here. And it's only getting worse. And then they tried to have, like, some kind of, a, you know, like, LBGT you know, Q plus alliance group or something like that, you know, at the school. No, couldn't have that either. Because, you know, the locals would not allow it too much drama and threats, and they had to just kill off the idea. Yeah. As an aside, by the way, I did put the link in the live chat for everybody. The After School Satan Club. Oh my god. Ah, it's okay. it's 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 great. It's great. It's 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 a it's a great item over there. I'm gonna make sure it's in the show notes too. Um and kind of kind of sideways to all of that, by the way, that you were saying, I am still so incredibly proud of my little guy because because of him, he was one of the driving forces for making sure that the school that he graduated from, high school that he graduated from mm-hmm. Uh, does have a uh, and I I forget what the what the name for it was, 
Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? Considering it would probably have the school's name, and it probably uh, not good that I end up with that. That uh, that his school and school district does have uh, an LGBTQIA plus. I think I got it all right there. Um, membership and uh, alliance group, and they have participated in uh, the Pride March, or they had participated in the Pride March for uh, a couple of years. Which, which, which is really great. Um, I don't have those here. It's it would not be tolerated. The, ever. The funny part about it was, uh, everybody was supposed to have their own uh, banner to hold up, and everybody had the same. Uh, everybody had the same materials, and the banners were supposed to be. Um, uh, they they were set up to be uh, this rectangular uh, rectangular banner. Uh, you had a PVC pipe, you know, to be able to hold straight up, and it would connect into a T-bar at the top, and your banner was, you know, hung from from that T-bar, rectangular, you know, a- across, and the school name would be on it, you know, left to right, like it would normally be. And I had suggested to him, and he followed through on this, let's turn this idea on its side. What are you talking about? I showed him... That with a couple of minor changes to the way that everything was put together, that sideways banner could instead be positioned to be upright so that it, the, the length of it is tall instead of wide. Yeah. And the whole thing would basically hang as if it were a Japanese banner from like the Edo period. And... He thought this was actually a pretty novel idea, and he he made the you know the the logo uh, and and put the the school's lettering on it, and again it followed all the rules. It it used all the same pieces. It's just yeah. how you put it all together again, and it was the only schools that did that. That's creative. It it was really really novel. For me, yeah. because I'm I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, I, I, I you know, I, I have I have my wife's influence to thank for this, because yeah. it just it just pulled together in my head. It was, it was it was a great thing. And what are they going to do? Well, you didn't use the right pieces. <laughs> you used all the pieces you guys gave us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we use the required elements. They're just not arranged in her liking. <laughs> and the best part of it is. Like I said, it was the only one in that design. The only one. And considering that the school district that we are in is quite the boonies, where there is a drive your tractor to school day kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's... It it's 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 pretty it's a pretty remarkable thing to me. Oh. And if I'm not I'm... mistaken, the alliance is still uh is still going on and going to be continuing to go on. So great legacy on his part. Yeah. I mean I I wish that we had that here. Uh before two thousand and ten it would have been possible to have that here. But uh due to the Obama backlash for reasons that I still don't understand. No, you do understand. It's just you well, can't understand why. Uh but in 2010, 
shit changed, went drastically here and went sideways. And it's just been a sink to the bottom ever since. Yeah. Because when we first, you know, moved even here in this area, this place was not pass backwards like it is now. Uh, But all of the uh, people who were, you know, progressives and pushing for change and things like that finally gave up. But I think the last ones left about two or three years ago and got the hell out and moved to another state because they're just done. And Indianapolis, you know, will still have, you know, pride parades and things like that. But not down here. Uh, if, if I wanted to go to pride or something like that, my options were, would be to go to Indianapolis or go to Louisville, Kentucky. That's sad. Louisville is a hell of a lot more progressive than where we are now. It has, it has tanked drastically since we moved here. It's horrifying. And see, p- part of the problem with that is I'm not sure not be not not being there myself. So I, I can't yeah, this I can't can't speak. be voted for Obama in 2008. And I'm like, what the hell happened to you people? Yeah, because to me, I don't know that it's that racism has necessarily gotten bigger or if it's just become that it's just always been there. Acceptable. And I was going to say become more visible, but, you know, the only way that it becomes visible is if it is allowed to be normalized. Yeah. So well, there may be I something was, to that, yeah. I was talking about this, you know, uh, you know, over, over the last few days with people, and it's like the politicians that we have in office now at the local and state and reps are just as horrible, you know, as, you know, Marjorie Three Names and Bobert and all that. They're just as horrible and just as evil, but they're just not as visible. They're not, like, all over TV and not as, you know, uh, attention-seeking, I should say. But, uh, you know, it was horrifying to me to hear one of my senators come out and openly say that he is against equal rights for all now and thinks that the, um, you know, loving versus Virginia needs to be overturned. Oh, I remember and seeing that one. My senator. And it's like, uh, before Pence got elected, actually before the Tea Party you know, primary and all of the actual statesmen that we had that were Republicans in this state, mm. that would not have been allowed. People did not say that, and they would not have agreed with that. Yeah, because I remember when we used to have people like, you know, Richard Bluger, who, you know, was a Republican, but he was well-respected, well-liked. He actually got things done and was not hateful. I had a lot of respect for him voted for him and when he got primaried and lost to richard murdoch and the rape is a gift from god person i was like what happened to you people 
And it has just gotten worse ever since then. And so it's like they're not as attention seeking and in, in, in your face and all over YouTube and, and stuff, but they're every bit as vile. And then Pence, you know, uh, he's the, he's a theocrat through and through. Yep. And scary and not stupid. You know, but he wouldn't have even won re-election here. We wanted to get rid of him, and he knew that he was going to lose anyway if he ran for governor again, which is why he hopped on, you know, VP ticket, you know. But we never dreamed it would be foisted on the rest of the country. And I'm so sorry that that happened. I did what I could to stop it, I promise. And on behalf of Hoosiers, I'm sorry. Uh but apparently he is going to be running again for POTUS. Uh, he really released a 19-page platform of his positions. And I don't know if he will be elected or not, but, you know, he would be every bit as damaging as Trump, just not so stupid and clumsy and awkward. But, yeah, he's he's authoritarian. He's... A theocrat, and that is what has taken over uh, most of the GOP. And you know, you've got the theocrats, and then you've got the GQP, QAnon adjacent people. That's what we're left with. Yeah, there is that. Uh, it's horrifying. There, there's something I'm going to put in our chat right now because uh, I I had to bite my tongue from saying this when you when you mentioned her initialism i wanted to say this but being that i did not mark this as a not safe for work episode i don't think it'd be a good idea for me to go ahead and actually have said that on air uh, you'll have to take a number and yeah. do it twice on tuesday i would be more than happy to for anybody that's wondering um what, what's he what's he talking about trust me yeah, uh, for, I think legal, several people would, would be in full agreement with that sentiment. Yeah, uh, for legal reasons, uh, it's probably better that we just leave it aside right yeah. now. I th I'm, yeah. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Fine. I want her to wake up with a horse's head in her bed. All right. That's what I'm that's that's what I'm going with. All right. That's yeah. that's we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Um, or purchase some steel toe boots. Uh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll see about that one. But, so uh, 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 I'm this is going off on tangent, but I just have to ask because I I would have missed this, um, except for certain people that I love that show little clips on uh, Twitter. Jamie Raskin, you know who Jamie Raskin is. The name same seems vague. He was one of the he was one of the attorneys that was on the impeachment uh, committee, and he's a, a hell of a nice guy. He's yeah, he's an attorney, and he was one of the main uh, attorneys during the impeachment number two. Okay. And uh, anyway, the legislation that they're trying to that passed the House that they're trying to decriminalize uh, marijuana okay. or cannabis. Uh, did an epic, epic burn of Madison Cawthorn and did it with style. 
he oh. was talking about, yeah, he was giving a, a little, you know, speech on the floor about why we need to decriminalize, you know, marijuana and all that, that they support that. And he's like, and unlike, you know, one of the, one of the freshman colleagues I have that is advocating for, you know, cocaine fueled orgies, and we do not support that. However, we do need to support this <laughs> decriminalization of marijuana. And I was like, ooh, that was masterful. Well played. That was some serious shade. Well now. It was masterful. But that's why I love uh, Jamie Raskin so much. I be- if, if memory serves, I think the expression was, Never insult a man who buys ink by the barrel. It it was it was masterful, but he's good at it. But he was the one that um, his son had committed suicide like a day before the insurrection happened, and he's uh, he's Jewish and had gotten some death threats and things like that. But you know he's still you know, was there doing his job, even though he was still grieving, but just, I mean, he just has such a way with words. He's very intelligent, but the shade that he threw was just brilliant. And he earned even more respect. I was like, oh, that was epic. Anyway, I'll have to share the clip with you later, but he's he's good at his job. Anyway, um, that's fair. That was a tangent. That's but, um, right. yeah. So, the last bit of what the fuckery. While well, we've still got uh, uh, another half an hour left. I had to go and look around and corroborate the news story because it came out on April 1st. As an aside, by the way, people... If you're not looking to corroborate news stories every day of the year, you don't deserve to be looking out for yourself and corroborating on just April 1st. You should know better than that by now. But I did intentionally go looking to try to make sure that the news story appeared on something reputable. In this particular case, very specifically, NPR. Which, if you remember, is one of those news organizations that is still very, very high on the uh, the truthometer. I forget what I forget what the hell it was called, but the, every, every year the group puts out their their thing that says, you know, who's who's the most accurate news reporting, who is left leaning, right leaning. NPR is one of the top, slightly left of center. Slightly but factual, but but they are uh, they are one of the top for news reporting, and the one in particular in the uh, in the show notes already headline, and and for those of you that don't already know about this one, um, spoiler warning: the next uh, news story is unfortunately uh, incredibly uncomfortable. Um, there will be mentions of uh of uh corpses uh and i can't uh i can't warn you enough at this point so if this is something you should probably need to skip past uh 
you might want to just uh, close up the show at this point. So if if that is too much, we completely understand. Thank you for hanging out with us this long. If if you have to go, just thank you very kindly. We'll be back next week. For those that you are sticking around for it all, the headline from NPR reads: Five fetuses were for were found inside an anti-abortion activist's home in Washington D.C. And reminding you that this came out on April first, which of course had me looking around, going. I need to verify this because the news reports that I first saw were for local news reporting agencies. And that would have been an incredibly bad taste to have happen. But we've seen stranger things happen on an April Fool's joke. Hence the reason why I needed to go and and look this one up and make sure that it was real. No, it's, it's unfortunately real. Now, the news story that I've got is from early in the day. It's from, uh, uh, like 8.30 in the morning when it was, uh, when it was originally reported. And I don't have any updated information as far as to what ended up happening with it. Um, the long and short of it is that someone who is part of an anti-abortion activist group was uh they an anonymous tip was sent into police about this person about them having bio waste in their residential abode the police went in they took this person out of their i don't remember if it was a house apartment whatever the hell it was doesn't doesn't really much matter right at the moment like I said, I'm getting a little tired. Brain's a little smooth. And the news had reported that there were five fetuses that were found. Apparently, this person was holding them. Not entirely certain from the news reporting at the time as far as to the why, which is probably an entirely quiet subject because... Personally speaking, if if I was accused of something like this, I would keep my goddamn mouth shut because anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law, even to news agencies. Thank you very much. But apparently uh, this person was too radical even for these radical anti-abortion folks. Are they the type that would firebomb a, uh, a Planned Parenthood place? I don't know, but it's not impossible the way that things have been. And sideways to go along with this, the local news reporting, the video that I saw of this one news uh, reporter was in front of a Planned Parenthood location and referred to it as an abortion clinic. I don't think that I really need to explain to too many people where my blood pressure went at that point. But it's fair to say that um, any person associated with Planned Parenthood, if they heard a news reporter call their place an abortion clinic, they'd probably have gone out there, if it was raining, with an umbrella, 
turned it around and beat them senseless with the curved handle on it. And I wouldn't blame them a bit. So, 28-year-old woman. One of nine people charged um, with uh, things like uh, blocking access to a reproductive health center, streaming it on Facebook, which means that they actually recorded their own, um, their own violations of the law, you know... Yeah, if we're going to do some criming, don't video it and put it on social media, I'm just saying. Or, you know what, maybe uh, maybe this is one of those, um, just take the warning stickers off of stuff and let the chips fall where they may kind of thing. Well. I mean, we've, I mean, we've, we've learned yeah. how good the internet is at finding people in videos who have done, oh, yeah. you know, you know, fuck around and find out kind of things. <clears throat> January 6th. <clears throat> yeah, you but know. what's what's really sad is that, you know, products that have really what you would think is obvious things of don't do this warning labels. I mean, yeah, yeah apparently they have to be there because at some point somebody did whatever crazy thing and tort law is just a mess. Yeah. What's what's the, the, the fun famous one? Uh, do not stop chainsaw with hand. Then again, Dallin has already reminded us that, you know, every every safety rule that's ever been written is written in blood. Yeah. Get it, but yeah. still. But, you know, I mean, things that you would think would be obvious, like irons that say, you know, remove clothing or do not wear clothing when ironing. It's like ugh, somebody obviously tried that. Excuse me. Sorry. Um. I mean, maybe maybe that's just to to warn people that would otherwise wear like the the instant steam press things. <laughs> Don't use those on your body either. You would expect steamers get hot, yo. Can't imagine how hot that could possibly be. Oh, right, two hundred freedom units. I've never stuck my hand in one because I'm not that. I'm smarter than that. I've used them on clothing. I I worked in retail at and you know what would not high scale, but yeah, kind of like medium. Back in the day, I yeah. know better. It was a lot easier than trying to actually hand iron that stuff, which some of it we actually had to because you know things that are actually made of a hundred percent cotton. You know, from the UK, sometimes you just have to iron the stuff. Yeah. So, speaking of um, people being stupid, or not in this particular case, one of the one of the pieces that was uh, that was reported in this uh, in this article, uh, the NPR article is referring to uh, WUSA nine, which was a television station that uh, had video of what was going on, you know, local to the, the thing. The NPR uh, article says this. The station, WUSA9, which first reported the discovery, said Handy, the person accused, 
told a reporter that, quote, people will freak out when they hear what detectives found inside her house. This is the piece. This is the piece. This, this next sentence. Think about this one a second. Handy did not respond to a message sent to her Facebook profile seeking comment. I want to kind of lay that one at everybody's feet for a second. The idea that a social media platform would have been considered an acceptable method of trying to contact someone accused of such an incredibly heinous activity, as opposed to trying to track down a phone number. Remember when it used to be relatively easy, and I say relatively easy, to locate a phone number for somebody when it was all just landline phones? Yep. Not the same. Which is both a good and a bad thing. But, you know, be that as it may. The, the piece about this that I had seen that had any possibility, any semblance of rationality, and I use the term ex- exceedingly loosely right about now, is that there was the possibility that these fetuses were being held so that they could be given, quote-unquote, a proper respectful burial. I don't know what to even make of that. On so many different levels, that one just drives me up a goddamned wall. Like, is it your job to bury these fetuses, not knowing if they were otherwise viable? They probably wouldn't have been. What about all the homeless people out there who end up dead because of hypothermia? Do you go out there and take care of those people? I'm going to guess the answer is probably no, and the whole apples and oranges thing, and uh, no. No. If if your thing is the sanctity of life, uh, no, there, there's, there's no difference except for how long these organisms have been drawing breath. Because in some cases, most of these cases, these fetuses, being termed fetuses, I'm guessing would have had uh, zero air in their lungs, I believe is the correct expression. Something along those lines, yeah? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, to to, to say that this news report um, qualifies under the whole what the fuckery, yeah, this is this is arguably one of the worst that I have ever seen a news article for in this area. And these people, these people are driven exclusively by religious ideology. Because there are no factual medical reasons for anybody to do stuff like this. Now, I'm saying that with a very large brush, being a complete layperson to medical stuff. 
I have a tendency of laying the the gauntlet of medical stuff at Bridget's feet because she knows about these things a hell of a lot more than I do because, well, she knows about this stuff a hell of a lot more than I do. So I will defer. Are there any reasons why anybody, medically speaking, um, scientifically speaking, why they would need to invade uh, a, a Planned Parenthood uh, location and remove five fetuses, 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 uh, baby pieces, um, you know, and, and, and house them temporarily in a domicile in a residential area. No. Mm. No, at a clinic like that, I mean, it is legitimately treated as you know, a uh, medical waste, biohazard. Um, you know, uh, it can be sent for research purposes and things like that, but it's not something that you would put in somebody's house. It's not something you would throw in the trash. It's not any of that. And that's that's an important distinction right there. Uh, medical for for lack of a better term for a second let me let me let me just I hate this. to I hate to make it sound crude like medical waste but that's that's you know, exactly the right term any, for it but if there's any kind of like a uh I mean it's it would be considered a biohazard possibly because you know just you know you're not supposed to throw any kind of tissues or blood or anything like that that could be you know infectious with you know, HIV or hepatitis or anything else, you don't just cavalierly throw it in the trash. Yeah, absolutely. It's and, illegal to do so. Yeah, and I, I was I was going to use the term medical waste because it is medical waste. That's yeah. what it's considered. And it goes into red bags with a biohazard symbol on them, and that goes for whether you know it's a hospital and an abortion clinic, a blood bank, um Anything. If you work in a, a dental office and you do extractions and oral surgery, that shit goes in a red bag with a biohazard label on it. Yeah, and it is disposed of in a way that is that is safe. Yeah, that is safe. That is it's incinerated by yeah. specific companies that that you know take that away and incinerate it in a safe manner. Yeah. Um, Felix had said, uh, use them for photo opportunities. Um, here's the funny part. And I, I use funny as in, Ooh, um, seven years. Why would you do that? The, apparently the group that this woman was affiliated with were the type who would be uh, standing outside of, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find out what, what the reproductive, uh, What's the right term for it? Reproductive um, health? Yeah, clinic? reproductive yes. health or reproductive medicine, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, reproductive uh, health clinics. Uh, they're the ones who would be standing there with the sandwich boards, with the tie-dyed looking thing with all the pictures on it that's with the with – the, what looks to be a carved up fetus on it that's saying, yeah. is this the kind of thing that you want? Which, spoiler alert, by the way, that particular one that I'm thinking of, I've seen so many times outside the clinic around the corner from 
Anthrocon in Pittsburgh. We've talked mm-hmm. about them on many an occasion. It turns out that particular one it's that I'm not, thinking of. It's, it's not a picture of what it says. That's right. If memory serves, it is a failed pregnancy for an elephant. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My my husband loves to troll people with that shit, too, because, you know, he's trying to prove a point. He's like, is this considered a human? And he'll put up, like, you know, a fetus of, like, a, you know, eight-week-old pig or something looks, you know. Many mammal fetuses, at, you know, they that look early look. Very similar. And he'll put them up and people will lose their shit. And he's like, guess what? It's a pig. Or guess what? It's a cat or whatever. And people get really mad when he does that. Yeah. People don't like to be shown when they're ignorant. No. You know what? We've kind of, we've kind of hit on that one. And, and uh, I want to hit that one really quickly. We're not ragging on people. For being ignorant. Arachnid Adam for being dishonest. There you go. And reminding everybody, when I'm talking in this particular case, when I'm saying ignorant, there is a very specific meaning for that. Ignorant about a topic, ignorance about a topic, is that you just don't know. That information has not been has not been presented to you as yet. You, you oh, just, and we're all ignorant about a lot of things. Oh, we shit. cannot know all. I mean, uh, the... You know, it, it, I'm, I'm trying to think to myself, all right, so what's one of the things that I wouldn't know anything about? Well, shit, I wouldn't know anything about it because I don't know what the hell it is. You know, there I don't sh- know anything at all about basic carpentry. Never... Uh, tried it, never read any books on it. Okay. Okay. I'm very ignorant when it comes to carpentry. Other than like, I don't know. I mean, I could nail a couple of boards together, but as far as like if I was trying to construct a house or anything like that, no, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I am, I am ignorant on the methodologies that were used by ancient Romans for getting the various metals that they needed for making stuff because I would have thought that, you know, uh, whatever the hell it was that they, that they ended up using. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember which ones it would, have, it would have been at the time. I mean, where the hell would you have found it? How would you have found, you know, uh, iron, uh, copper, whatever, just on the ground? I, why would you, I see the the process of figuring out how to do all that shit, man? I I don't know, I don't know, but these people just absolutely confound me. I I hmm. I, I, I absolutely cannot, for the life of me, understand them. And uh and and also by the way, uh, Stephanie had also pointed out there is nothing in the Bible to condone this either. You're right. You're absolutely right. And that's why I didn't say that they were motivated by the Bible. They're motivated by religious ideology. Because it doesn't yeah. matter what the Bible says. It matters what they think 
it says that they're supposed to do because more than likely, as I'm sure Joseph would remind us, is because somebody else told them and they yeah, bought it. They, and a lot of them have never even read it for themselves at all. They treat the Bible like a Eula and click agree and have no idea what's in there. Read it for I mean, if you'll remember, correct. if you'll remember, you know, Miss Ashley. Oh, God. And her first read through of the Old Testament for the very first time. Are you going to bring it up? What? The Amalekitties and the Hitty Titties? The Hitty Titties. She's, she's the only one I've ever, I cannot ever hear the term Hitty Titties without hearing it in her southern drawl. Yeah, and she really, she was not kidding. She really thought that that's how it was pronounced. And she's like, well, that's what it says right here. That's right. And it was that's not right. rehearsed ahead of time. She just read it through it just, her it pronunciation just... on some things. She stumbled over a lot. And then when she got to the, the Amalekitties and the Hitty Titties, I lost it. She's and she just... was serious. And she's like, that's what it says right here. And she pronounced it out slowly and said, see? But when she would get to certain parts, she was like, what, what, whoa, whoa, back up the bus. Wait a minute. And she'd go back and read it again. And she's like, what the fuck? That, that, that that's just really messed up. And she's like, whoa, this is just, and, and at the time, I mean, she was a Christian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and she, and she took, God, my God, Bobby took a big chance on that, yeah. setting her up to be able to do that with him. And my God, th what a payoff for the rest of all the rest of us, you know? Yeah, but she got, you know, not all the way through the Old Testament. By the time she got through several books. Oh, it was she, a done deal. She's just like, I had no idea this was in here and this is just awful. And that was what it took. And some other people, if you tell them, well, this is in here. And they're like, no, it's not. You're lying. And then you can actually Google a verse and say, here, it's Bible Gateway. Pick your version. But here you go. And they get really upset about that. And it's like, well, you never read it. It's there. It's been there all along. That's why I loved so much Ezekiel and 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 having a heretic woman. Tell yes, us about that one, man. but there were just all sorts of things in there that you know I I even read it when you know when I was in school because we had to read the whole entire Old Testament and the New Testament in a year as part of school, and it's like I read this stuff and it didn't even register because I was that far in the goal. Didn't remember it. Yeah, you you read through it, and yeah, you you read through it, but you it didn't didn't register what I had read. Yeah, yeah, and and there's there's plenty of times where stuff like that happens for for any particular reason, especially you know high school and down. Because well, it happens even in in. Uh, Tracy Harris had mentioned something on her Facebook page about talking uh, about the 13th Amendment that banned slavery. Mm -hmm. 
Except in cases where if you have been convicted of a crime. Right. Right. Yeah. And she said, I have seen that so many times, but I didn't realize what that meant and that it meant it was still legal if you were convicted of a crime that you could be forced to work for free. And it didn't occur to her until like a week ago. She's like, how did I miss that? Yeah. Yeah. It, that's, that's also something that for me, just, I, it, I never, never thought about it. I have not read through the entirety of the constitution the entirety of the amendments to the constitution. I will admit that freely. There, there are a number of things that I, I remember pieces. Mm-hmm. I don't remember all of them. For instance, the, the only reason why I remember the third amendment to the constitution, of the U S is because it's one of those things where there every once in a while, there is a, a you know, a, a tongue in cheek news report for these people who are Third Amendment uh, advocates, who they have an office, they keep doing you know whatever it is that they're doing, and you know keep keep reminding people you know most people don't remember what it is that we do, and what we do is actually as important as everything else. And a lot of people are at, there are a number of people probably even even now who are listening right now who are just like, okay, wait, what what it, shit? Where where where's my Google page? Clackety clackety. The Third Amendment is that the government cannot house people in uh, private property. They can't. Yeah. They can't take your property and house government uh, government agents. Uh, f- for instance, uh, army people, yeah. military, mm-hmm. in in into your place. It's it's simply illegal. But it's one of those things that is so far out there. Why the hell would we ever think that something like that would ever happen? Uh, remember the thing that I was talking about earlier where it was every warning rule is written in blood. Mm -hmm. It used to be a thing. And we kind of take it for granted because when the hell would we ever have something like that happen? It's happened before. Exactly. So. Um, and, uh, Stephanie had also pointed out, yeah, c- quite correctly. The sheep follow the shepherd over the cliff. Mm-hmm. I was going to make, uh, uh, I was, I was, I was going to make an, uh, an Ireland joke, but I don't, I don't think I really should. <laughs> yeah. I mean, considering so. that, you know, the Irish and the English don't, uh, don't exactly get together too well all the time. Is the, the Northern Irish, there's a difference. There's something to do about wellies, I, I think. It's a joke that some people are not going to get. But you people in England, you're probably over there simultaneously going, and <laughs> I shouldn't live with that. Because you, you you know that I'm right. I'm going to go with that. Um, yeah, for Stephanie, uh, don't hate me. I used to have a lot of love for Laura Ashley clothing <laughs> a long time ago. And, and, Oddly enough, you know how, like, you know, things do have a way of coming back. Mm. Uh, it was about three months ago, there was somebody who actually, uh, I don't know if they bought the rights to Laura Ashley or what, after her son sold it. 
and actually brought some Laura Ashley stuff back. Because, like, Laura Ashley closed everything. I mean, their stores are no more. They, they're done. And I was like, wait a minute. This person's selling Laura Ashley's stuff now that's new? I was shocked. But, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, I loved their stuff. It was good quality. It lasted forever. Some of it I still own. It has not fallen apart. It was expensive at the time, but if you can take something and wear it, you know, several times a year, and it lasts for 15 years and the hems don't even fall out, I mean, pfft. Yeah, you can't get clothing made that well anymore. You really can't. The stuff that you go to the store and buy does not hold up like that anymore. No. No, I don't don't suppose that it does. It doesn't. We've only got a little bit of uh, a couple of minutes left over. Um what do you got left on the table to 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 close out with, if anything? Well, I really don't know. Um, <laughs> it's just been so much interesting news and developments and all that, just with so much going on at one time that it, Information to overload. Some of it is actually kind of funny. Some of it's really interesting. But, uh, wow, there's a lot of disinfo that's going around everywhere. And it's just, oh, wow. Yeah. It's getting hard to tell what is true and what isn't, even from our own media people. And that is kind of scary. I feel like. We're all being gaslit from so many places. Yeah. And I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. It's damn tiring is what it is. It's tiring, but it's weird to not be able to trust and verify anything that you're saying because there's no consensus at all on what you're seeing. Even from what you would consider reliable sources, when even they can't agree among one another, that's really uncomfortable. That's true. That as far as for me, you know, there's I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of dovetail on that. Remember how earlier I said that uh, this this last news article from Washington, D.C. It came out on April 1st from mm -hmm. local news reporting. And I couldn't trust it. Even though it was an incredibly horrific news article, I could not put it past some stupid programmer to do something like that. To get a to get a news splash temporarily that would be picked up mm -hmm. where other news organizations would have a similar headline, if nothing else, just to be able to be on the twenty four hour news clock and you know not miss out on a scoop. 
so that they could later, you know, turn around and say, uh, well, this, this group decided that they were going to put this fake news article out or how are we going to, how are we going to doctor this boss? We'll, we'll find a way, to, whatever. I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't just trust it. Yeah. And, and yeah, what you're saying about that, we just can't trust. You're right. We can't. You know, from from literally the very first day of of forty five's presidency, the term alternative facts came up. Yeah, from the very first day. Yep. And that that was a major turning point. And now it's accepted as a valid thing to do by a lot of people. That's frightening. And we've talked about on many an occasion what it used to be like in the 60s and 70s when when you had the voice of reason, the most trusted man in America giving you the news in the early evening, because that's the way it was today. I'm Walter Cronkite. Thank you, and good evening. Crap, I don't even remember if that was how his, his sign-off was. It doesn't matter. We believed Walter Cronkite. He had shown what it was meant to be an actual, honest-to-God, excuse the expression, journalist. Mm-hmm term journalist is someone that documents history as it's unfolding in the moment. That's their job. That's not just a job, though. That's a responsibility. That is someone that is giving us an opportunity to look back, to be able to make better decisions going forward by seeing what happened before. Who covered what happened then? What were the facts? They covered the facts? Cool. What were the facts that they were missing? That's documented over here? Good. Let's collate it all together. We now have a body of evidence that we can work forward from from there. Yeah, we don't have that anymore. We don't have anybody that and, we can trust and, like that. And, you know, even CBS, uh, they have lost any credibility with me that they had as soon as they decided to make the decision to hire uh, Mark Mulvaney. Yep. Why? It's already been said specifically by Jon Stewart and, and I'm going to be paraphrasing. What does it mean when the most factual news reporting is coming from a comedian. That says something. That's where we are. But as disheartening as that might be, there is still a silver lining inside of that mushroom cloud. And that silver lining is this. There are 
people like Jon Stewart, who still understand the responsibility and will try to live up to it to give people the information that they need, even if it's in a comedic fashion. Because when all is said and done, because when all is said and done, the words penned by a comic book artist are still correct. Great power. Great responsibility. There are still some people that understand that responsibility. And I'm so glad that we still have some semblance of that much. We need to get on out of here. As always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you got something to think about for yourself for the week ahead. Over in the chat, guys, thank you. Stephanie, Felis, and going back, Tonya, I just thank you guys. I know this is kind of weird for us just to just have the two of us for tonight. Such happens, you know. It's it's a voluntary position. It's not like you know. It's not like I cut anybody's funding or anything like that. So don't worry too much about it. <laughs> but um, this worked out. This worked out pretty well. So thank you, Bridget. Uh, thank you. Uh, and since you're the only one, uh, who are we going to go ahead and insult tonight? Who richly deserves it in your case? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the former guy who, uh, had another rally this evening and is back to praising Putin. Yeah. And Kim Jong-un and other authoritarians that like she, because he knows them. He understands them. He gets them. Fuck you. I believe one of the expressions that I heard come out of him was, uh, I forget what the name was, but, uh, rules over a billion plus people. I'm, I'm only slightly paraphrasing with an iron fist. Yeah. I call him smart. And anybody who says that it can't happen here, you're sadly mistaken, people. It's happening. It is happening. And that's why we're doing the best that we can. Yeah. Glad you're able to make it. You take care of yourself, huh? You do. If you'd like to be in touch with us, of course, all the contact information that we have for you is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. Phone number, if you'd like to drop us a message, 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. Yes, we also do have a Patreon if you'd like to drop a couple of dollars because, you know, anything that goes beyond paying for the web hosting is going to go over to Dallin because Lord knows he deserves a little something. And beyond that, Please be safe, be careful, be healthy. I don't know about anybody else. I'm going to be continuing to wear a mask. Why? Because it's my God-given right to 
okay, I would otherwise be wearing one like, you know, Zorro, but uh, apparently that doesn't help you if you try to keep stuff from being inhaled in your face. So, eh, whatever. Yeah, I would advise other people to do the same. Uh, I have been seeing other people pop up now recently that, you know, I follow and stuff that are like, yeah, uh, heads up. My hospital, my wife works at such and such hospital, and they just had a coworkers that popped up positive yesterday. So, um, COVID's not done yet, people. Yeah. And, the, and you can't cases were spiking back up. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, some people from, uh, Toronto at the, uh, the furry con that I would have otherwise been to, there have been some people that have uh, come out pregnant from that one. And by pregnant, I mean not pregnant, but impregnated with, you know, stuff. Yeah, to, to quote one of my favorite nurses that I follow on Twitter, mm. to steal her uh, hashtag, hashmark, no naked nostrils. I'm willing to go with that. Yeah, she, she goes out and tr- fights the Trump virus, you know, several nights a week in the ICU. And that's, yeah, she's a wonderful person. She is hanging in there, but that's her hashtag is, you know, Trump virus and no naked nostrils. Fair enough. (laughs) I love her. All right. So everybody take care. We will see you next week. Uh, I am going to see about getting in touch with, uh, with a couple of folks and see about potentially getting a guest on sometime in the relatively near future. Like I said, 404 is coming, and I want to get in touch with somebody to get them on. I would love to have either Andrew or a particular YouTube news person. I'll, I'll, I'll explain if it happens, but in the meantime, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady, too damn many years later, I am still in love with you. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we're together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening. <laughs>